Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on, fam? Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gobert, and let's kick this bad boy off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time of coming together, of hearing your word, learning about your word, understanding your word, gaining truth from your word, revelation from your word, context from your word, all with the purpose of learning how to apply the word to our lives and see change happen little by little, step by step from the inside out. We are so grateful, God, for you, for your word, for your Holy Spirit that teaches us all things. We're thank you, thankful for this time. We're thankful for the freedom to be able to hear your word today on this podcast. Now, God, as we go forth, I declare in the name of Jesus that every ear is open to hear and every heart is open to receive not just the word, but the word behind the word. We declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper and that the full, complete will of God will be accomplished in the hearers of this word today. We declare those who are driving as they're listening that no hurt, harm, or danger come to them. We declare that, God, that your focus uh, will be upon them and uh, that this thing is just going to be an amazing experience for all of us. We thank you and praise you. We honor you and bless you. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, man. You know, I am always excited about the uh, subject matter that God gives me. And, and just to be clear, fam, I don't make this stuff up. I'm usually doing something in the shower, brushing my teeth, eating breakfast, whatever. And uh, these thoughts or ideas will come to me uh, by the Holy Spirit or by my imagination, however you want to look at it. And then I'll pray, God, is that something you want me? Yeah, that's what I want you to teach on that. And so um, everything that I share with you comes straight from the Holy Spirit, straight from the throne of God. I don't strategize and go, okay, I'm going to start with this, and then I'll go to this, and then I'll give them this. They're going to love this. I don't do that. All I give you is what he gives me to give you, okay? And so I get excited when I'm putting the the lessons together. I get excited about the scriptures. I get excited about how the thing comes together. Oftentimes, the things that I have taught or shared, I've never heard before or I've never heard it in this context or I've never heard put together quite this way before. And so it's exciting for me. And hopefully it will be exciting for you as well. So today's podcast, today's show, today's broadcast, however you want to look at it, uh, is a teaching called Hope versus Hope. Hope versus Hope. Now, where'd that come from, Cliff? I'm glad you asked. So back in the day when I was growing up in the 70s and the 80s, there was a magazine called Spy Magazine. And at the end of the magazine, there was a comic strip called Spy versus Spy, right? Some of you guys may remember that, Spy versus Spy. And it was two spies who always kind of were competing against one another, sort of like Roadrunner and the Coyote, right? And uh, always funny images and funny things. So Spy versus Spy, always, you know, I kind of enjoyed that. And so I was thinking about a particular scripture which we're going to go here, go to here in a moment. And it talks about hope versus hope. 
And uh, you would never think that hope would be competing against hope. Similar to that magazine cartoon, a spy would not necessarily be competing against a spy when they were just alike. But they were alike, but they were different. And that's, that's the point of hope versus hope. Hope and hope seems to be the same, but they are quite different and different types of hope and all of that stuff. So I took spy versus spy. I took the word of God and out of it came hope versus hope because <laughs> that's just the way my brain works. All right. So we're going to look at one type of hope versus another type of hope today. And uh, I'm sure it's going to bless you because it blessed me. All right. Right out the gate, I want to define hope. Um, a simple explanation or a simple definition of hope would be a feeling of expectation. A feeling of expectation. Now, we can put our expectation in different places or on different things or on different people. And that's the gist of what we're talking about today. Where are we putting our expectation? Who are we putting our expectation on? And where we put our expectation can determine uh, whether our lives are, you know, fruitful or our lives are joyful or our lives are peaceful, right? Where we put our hope or deter expectation or who we put our expectation or hope on or what we put our expectation or hope on can determine the internal um uh, value, uh, quality, quality, that's the word I'm looking for, the internal quality of our lives based on what hope, based on what expectation we lean on, all right? So there, there is, I was talking to my godmother about this and, and, and just kind of, she was asking me what the next podcast was going to be about. I said, you know, it's about hope versus hope. And what emerged out of that conversation and even before that was there is a competition for our expectation. There is a competition for our expectation. Just like there's a competition for where we spend our money, there's a competition for where we spend our hope, our expectation. So let's dig into this. I want to start with the scripture that kicked this whole thing off in my mind. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Romans chapter 4 verse 18. This is going to be really cool, man. I, and I think it's going to help, especially now, you know, as I'm recording this podcast, we are still in the middle of a pandemic uh, with COVID-19 and the coronavirus and, and people are still going back and forth and wrestling with being shut in or wrestling with working from home and homeschooling and, um, you know, where we're putting our expectation and where we're putting our hope right now is important. But I think, you know, even if this you hear this five years from now and we're beyond that, hopefully, <laughs> um, where we put our expectations still has value. All right. So Romans chapter four, verse 18, Paul here is talking about Abraham and he makes this interesting statement, which again kicked off the whole idea of me sharing this with you guys. He says in Romans chapter four, verse 18, he says, who contrary to hope in hope believed who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. All right. Now, sometimes, you know, you read the Bible, and especially if all you have is the King James translation, it can be a little confusing because it says here, 
and contrary to hope, he believed in hope. Well, what are we talking about? You either hope or you don't hope, right? Two different types of hope. As I mentioned earlier, two different types of, two different places we can put our expectation. So let's check out the Amplified Translation of Romans chapter 4, verse 18, and kind of dig into this and see what he's talking about. The Amplified Translation says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. Ah, so we're getting a little closer now to what the two different hopes are. Human reason for hope and faith reason for hope, right? Human reason for hope and faith reason for hope, all right? What's the human reason for hope? His age. It says the human reason for hope was gone, meaning what? He was well past childbearing age from a societal perspective, Okay, his human reason for hope that he would have a child was gone. So now he had to put his expectation, his hope on something else. And he put his expectation in faith on the promise that God had made him that he was going to become the father of many nations. All right. And this is a promise that God made him, I think, in Romans chapter, I mean, in Genesis chapter 12 and I believe Genesis chapter 13 or 14. Okay, so you go back and read that, and it talks about how God says he's going to make him a father of many nations. He's going to bless him, and, you know, kings were going to come out of him, and a great nation was going to come out of him. And he told him, look up at the stars, so shall, with the multitude of stars, so shall your seed be. Look at the grains of, uh, the grain of sand on the seashore. As many uh, infinite amount of grains of sand are on the seashore, so shall your seed be. So that's the that's the hope, the expectation on the one hand, right? It's, it's like a boxing match in this corner, <laughs> weighing in from the from the infinite creator of the universe, the word of God. And in this corner, weighing in at what your circumstances look like, right? Your circumstances. <laughs> I, that was kind of off the dome. So but you get it, right? In this corner, there's what it looks like. And in this corner, there is what God has said. And oftentimes, I was talking to one of my business partners about this the other day. Oftentimes, what we see and what God says are 180 degrees different. A nerd would say they are diametrically opposed to one another. They look nothing alike. And so you're going to have to have an expectation on the word of God or an expectation on your circumstances. And you can't have expectations based on both. Until your circumstances line up with the word of God, then maybe you can have an expectation. But even then, it's got to come from the word of God. Right? Because if we put our expectation on our circumstances, our circumstances can change. But when we put our expectation on the word of God, it does not change. And I'm, there's a scripture that I think I'm going to get to later that kind of alludes to that. All right. So there is a hope that comes from human reason. And there is a hope that comes from faith in the promises of God. Right. Let's look at Romans 4 and 18 from the message translation. He says, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. 
So Abraham didn't put his expectation on what he could do. He put his expectation on what God could do. He did not put his expectation on what he could not do. He put his expectation on what God could do. Right? He could not have a baby at 100 years old. Sarah could not have a baby at 99 years old. So he could not put his expectation that he would be the father of many nations on his ability alone and on his wife's ability alone. He had to put his expectation on something else or else the promise would not come to pass. Okay, this is a bold statement. And you guys hear my heart on this. We have to have our expectation on what God has said or the thing can't come to pass. Why? Because faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. And if there is no faith, there can be a promise. But without the faith connecting the promise to the one that was promised, it was promised to, the thing can't come to pass. There can be no manifestation. So we have to put our expectation and keep our expectation on what God has said and not an expectation on what we see. Because what we see oftentimes will not encourage us to keep going forward and trusting God and trusting God's promises. All right, last, last, last uh, translation. This is a translation called the Passion Translation. He says, against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. I like that. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Man, I'm going to say that again. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. You know what? You can substitute your name right there, and I'm going to do it for myself. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Cliff believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to say it again and 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 then I'm going I'm not going to say Abraham, I'm not going to say myself. I'm going to give you space to put your name there. Here we go. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. That can be a that can be a declaration for you every day. God, I believe your promise and I expect you for, to fulfill it. And I trust you and I lean on you. I believe you. It looks hopeless, but I believe your promise and I expect you to fulfill it. It looks like I'm not going to get that job, but you promised me that this thing. And so I'm going to put my faith in you. I'm going to believe your promise and I'm going to expect you to fulfill it. And I'm going to trust that you lead me and guide me by the Holy Spirit and by your wisdom to step the thing out so I can walk into what you promised me. I got a couple of those. <laughs> I got a couple of those right now, right? It's, it, it looks hopeless. It looks hopeless right now. But I'm going to believe God's promise and I'm going to expect him to fulfill it, right? Here's the rest of it. He took God at his word. And as a result... He became the father of many nations. He took God at his word, and what happened? The promise was fulfilled. He took God at his word, and the promise was fulfilled. He took God at his word, and the promise was fulfilled. He believed the promise. He took God at his word, and the promise was fulfilled, that he became the father of many nations. Man, we can we can take up an offering and finish right there. Right? 
This is what we have to do, fam. Christianity is not a passive, laid back, the Lord's going to do it all, I don't have to do anything type of relationship. We have a part in the relationship. We have a part in the manifestation of the promise. What's our part? Believe God. He's doing all the heavy work. I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for a thing right now. And he says, son, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to do my job. And then when I do my job, then you step in and you do your job. He said, I don't try to do my job. All I need you to do is do your job. Once I finish my job, you go and do your job and do that job well. And I said, yes, sir, I will do that. All right. So I have to trust. I have to, <laughs> I have to believe the promise. I have to take God at his word and I have to exercise patience while he does his job and once his job is complete and i'll know it when i see certain things and i hear certain things once his job is complete now i'm gonna step in and do my job and i'm gonna run with that thing you best believe your boy is gonna run with it okay so let's let god do his job and then we do our job in the meantime we believe god i think there's a place in the gospels where jesus says here is the will of god for man Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on me who he has sent. That's it. Just believe. Just believe. In another part of the Gospels where uh, Jesus was going through the crowd and the man from the synagogue, Jairus, came to him and said, My daughter is sick. She's on the brink of death. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal her. While he was doing that, the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. And then, you know, that whole scenario of what happened, the woman was explaining and all of that stuff. And while that was going on, someone came from Jairus' house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master anymore? And Jesus looked at Jairus and said, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Don't take in what they're telling you. I told you I will heal her. So you believe what I told you and only that. And it can be a challenge to believe only what God has said when everything around you is saying something to the opposite. Everything around you is saying the daughter is dead. Why trouble the master anymore? Everything around you is saying the relationship is dead. Why trouble the master anymore? The business is dead. Why trouble the master anymore? The ministry is dead. Why trouble the master anymore? But Jesus is saying to us right now, don't pay attention to that hope. Don't put your expectation on that word. Put your expectation on my word that says only believe. I'm, I'm passionate about this thing because I'm walking it out right now in about three different areas of my life. And I have to believe God. I got to be like Abraham. Take God at his word so I can receive the promise. All right. So, whew, boy, that was good. 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 I know. I know. All right. Um, um, I got more in me on that, but I think I need to move on to the next scripture. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get to all my scriptures today, but it's all good. You guys are getting it. All right. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. And this kind of leads into what we're talking about, where we put our expectation, where we put our trust, where we put our hope, Right. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
the Amplified uses uh, defines the word trust as lean on, rely on, and hope confidently in. So I'm going to use this word hope confidently here. Hope confidently in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So now we've got a choice. Again, we can choose to lean or put our expectation on the Lord, or we can lean or put our expectation on our own understanding. And again, as I've said, our understanding and the word of the Lord are oftentimes very different, sometimes opposite. And you can't lean on two things at the same time. You know, you got a wall in front of you, you got a chair behind you. You're either going to lean on the wall or you're going to lean on the chair. You can't lean on the wall and the chair at the same time. And one has a greater ability to support you than the other. I can lean on the chair, but it's if it's an old flimsy chair, it may not be able to support me like that wall can, right? Or, or I can lean on, let me, let, me, let me go with a Bible term. I can lean on a rock or I can lean on a chair. Right. I can lean on the word of God or I can lean on my circumstances or I can lean on the understanding that comes from my circumstances, because that's I think that's the point that Solomon was making. Don't lean on the understanding that's based on your circumstances. Lean on the word of God. Lean on the Lord. Lean on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Trust in Lean on, rely on, hope confidently in the Lord with all your heart, total and completely. And don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on your understanding that's based on what you see. Where are you going to put your trust? Where are you going to put your hope? Where are you going to put your understand your 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 expectation? And where you put it is going to determine if you see what God has for your life. Because where you put that thing is going to lead you to stepping it out and so you can get what God has for you. And trust me, God has promised you some things. Some of you guys know the things that God has promised you, and you may have been waiting five, six, seven years, maybe more, for the manifestation. But keep leaning on Him and don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on what people say. You should have been married by now. You should have been successful by now. You should be finishing up your career, not getting it started. Why are you going to school now? You should have a PhD, and you're just starting to go get your bachelor's. Don't lean on the understanding that comes from people, because they don't understand what God understands, and they may not have heard what God has promised you. All right? All right. The competition. Uh, let me, yeah, let me go here. Let me go here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm just going to hit, let's see, I've got one, two, oh, I've got two more scriptures, and we're done. Oh, cool, bet. All right, here we go. So let me go back to this then. Joshua 24, verse 15. This is really good. This is really good. Now, usually this is uh, preached or shared uh, from one point of view, from one context, but I want to look at it from a different context here. Joshua 24, verse 15. Joshua 24, verse 15. All right. Again, there's a competition for our hope. Hope versus hope. Right? And we have to make a decision to put our hope on God. 
to put our expectation on what he has said. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it feels like, if, it, if, if what it looks like, sounds like, and feels like is not in line with the promise, we cannot put our expectation on those things and expect to receive the promises of God. We can praise all day long. We can run all day long. We can shout all day long. We can pray and fast all day long. But if, our, if those things are not helping us to put our expectation on what God has said, they have no real spiritual value. Joshua 24 and 15. I know, man. I, for some of you guys, what I'm saying is pretty radical. But it's only radical because religion has taught us the opposite. Religion has said, praise your way through and you're going to receive the promises. Religion has said, when the blessings go up, the, pra the praises go up, the blessings come down. And if you've heard the last podcast on spiritual mythbusters, that, that's not accurate. It's not accurate. Sounds great gets me emotional, may get me hyped up and inspired, but it has no real spiritual value because it's not leading me to putting my expectation on the right thing. You put your expectation on the praises go up, the blessings come down, and then the blessings don't come down, and where is that going to leave you? It's going to leave you disappointed, it's going to leave you frustrated, and it's going to lead you away from a greater intimacy with the Father. All right, I already, I already did the podcast on Mythbusters, so let me, let me stay right here. <laughs> Joshua 24, verse 15. I'm passionate about this because I know it works. I know it works. I know it works. All right, so here we go. Joshua 24, 15. He says, and if it seems, this is Joshua speaking to the people. He says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua says, hey, look, you have a choice of where to put your serving. You have a choice of where to put your expectation. You can put your expectation on those Egyptian gods that they taught us to serve in Egypt. Or you can put your expectation on the gods of the people that you are around right now. But, but, and you can put your expectation on the Lord. And he said, I'm our, me and my folks, we've already made our choice. We're going to put our expectation on God. We're going to put our expectation on God and not some sun God and not some you know, other God. We're going to put our expectation on God. But you choose. You choose. You choose. He says, if, if, if God be God, serve him in your life. If God is not God, then, then serve some of these other gods. But we're going to serve the Lord. So, so, so there, again, as I said in the beginning of this show, there is a competition for your expectation. And where you put your expectation will determine whether or not you will see the promises of God coming true in your life. Now, I, I will say what some of the old saints have said. Hold on. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand. I got to find where his hand is. But once I find it, I'm holding on. I'm going to keep my expectation on what he has said and not put my expectation on what my circumstances say. Amen? All right. Now, that, that leads me to this next scripture now, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. We'll go here now. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. All right? So, so again, there is a choice. There's a choice to lean on what I see or lean on what God has said. I can lean on what I see or I can lean on what he has said. I can, lean, I, can, I can have expectations based on what I see or I can have expectations based on what he has said. Right? So 2 Corinthians 4.18 speaks to that. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now that's a real challenge because it's easy to pay attention to what's right in front of me. It's easy to pay attention to what's right in front of me. Right? It's easy to pay attention and put my expectation based on that. Well, based on what I see, I'm always going to be blah, 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 blah. Well, based on what I see, I'm always going to be sick. Well, based on what I see, I'm always going to be in debt. Well, based on what I see, I'm never going to have a, a healthy relationship. Well, based on what I see, I'm never going to get married. Well, based on what I see, I'm never, you know, you can go on and on and on based on what you see. I'm never going to own a house. I'm never going to have children. Right? What are you basing that on? Well, look, look around. Look at who I am. Look at where I come from. Look at how old I am. Look at how young I am. Look at what ethnic group I am. You know, we can go on and on that based on what I see, I'm not going to have what God said. Okay? So don't look at what you see. Now, I know that sounds easy. It's simple, but simple's not easy. But hey, listen, man. We live, I see that, Lord. We live in a, I'll say it this way, we live in a faithless society. We live in a society, this is, this is more, more precise. We live in a society that has trained us to have faith in what we see. That's what it is. We live in a society that tells us to have faith in what we see. Every time you look at the news, they're going to tell you something and, and they're, they're, they're implying to have faith in this. Man. Man. This is where we live. So to live in a total opposite direction. Yeah, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. But this is why we have to feed on the Word of God and feed on the Word of God and spend that quiet time with God and work those faith muscles that give us the faith to believe in what we have yet to see. In Hebrews, he, he explains faith like this, so that the things were, that were made, the things that we see were made of the things that we don't see. The things that we see are made of the things that we don't see. So even though <laughs> our society says believe in what you see more than what you don't see, what we see came out of what, what we didn't see. My goodness, I have a phone now that has the computing power and the, 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 the computer ability that's equivalent to a computer that was probably big as a house 50, 60 years ago. But somebody saw something that other people did not see. I remember when Bill Gates would get up and he says, I can see a day when everybody will have a computer on their desk. And they laughed at him. 
Steve Jobs of Apple would do the same thing. I I can see a day when ba 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 ba. And now we have all of this technology that we see that came from something that we did not see. But somebody saw it in their mind's eye and did the things necessary to make it come to pass. So what are you putting in your mind's eye? Are you putting what you see in your mind's eye or are you putting what God has said in your mind's eye? And he's saying right now, right here, we look, we as Christians, we as believers, we as followers of Christ, don't look at the things which are seen. We look at the things that are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal, temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, I don't want to pat myself on the back when this God gave me this revelation. My business partner and I were talking some years ago. We were talking about the struggles and the frustrations of not being successful in the entertainment industry. And I said, man, I just believe God is going to change the industry in a manner that uh, when the time is right, we're, we're going to be the type of people that the folks in the industry are looking for. And sure enough, three years ago, the whole industry was starting to change. And it continues to change to the point where soon and very soon, as the song says, we're going to step into our destiny and make the sort of entertainment that you guys are going to love. And you're going to hear this podcast and go, you know, man, Cliff was talking about that. Yeah, it's going to come to pass. All right, let me look at the message translation. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, he says, There's far more here than, than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. And what lasts forever? The Word of God. I think there's a scripture that says that the, flower, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of the Lord stands forever. The Amplified Translation says, Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief, and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Listen, it may seem like you're never going to get out of your situation because you've been in it for so long. But I'm telling you, it's temporary. It is subject to change. It is here today, gone tomorrow. Now, it may not feel like it's here today and gone tomorrow because it's been seven years since you're dealing with this thing. But I'm telling you, your circumstances can change. Abram went from 75 years to 100 years old before the promise, between the time the promise God made him to the manifestation of the promise. But the promise was manifested. I have a, a dear friend of mine I grew up singing with and he and his wife had prayed for a child. And it took them seven years to have a child. And he would stand up and he said, man, this baby is the answer to a seven-year prayer. And they had more kids after that. All right? Abraham had more kids after Isaac. Okay? So, so, so don't get bogged down in what you see. And end up putting your expectation on what you see. Whatever he promised you, he's going to bring it to pass. Whatever he promised you, he's going to bring it to pass. But you have to put your expectation on what he promised. And not be diverted or distracted by the expectations that's based on your circumstances. Alright? Last scripture. And this kind of puts a bow on it. 
Psalm 42 and 5. And we're done. Psalm 42 and 5. Psalms 42 and 5. He says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. That's it. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Cliff translation, why are you tripping? You know why? Because you have your expectation in the wrong place. And he says, make the course correction. He says, hope in God. Hope in God. Don't hope in what you see. Don't hope in what it feels like. Don't hope in what the, the haters are saying. Why are you paying attention to the haters? Why are you paying attention to the negative comments on your social media feed? Why are you spending so much time on your social media feed and you're getting all this hateration? Put your expectation on God and not on somebody that claims to be your friend on Facebook that doesn't even know you, didn't even make you, doesn't even know your inward parts. Put your expectation, put your hope on God. The voice translation says, why am I so overwrought? See, this is, this is the answer. Why am I so disturbed? Why can't I just hope in God? Despite all my emotions, I will believe and praise the one who saves me and is my life. Man, that's good. Why are you so depressed? Why are you so disturbed? Why can't you sleep at night? Why are you so frustrated? Because your expectation is in the wrong place. You expect the politicians to make it right. You expect the people in business to make it right. You expect your parents to make it right. You expect your bosses to make it right. And you put so much expectation on those people. And they have let you down time after time after time after time. It's gotten you to the place where you are overwrought. You're disturbed. You're stressed out. You have no peace. You have no joy. Now, for those who don't have a relationship with God, that's all they got. But for those of us who have made Jesus the Lord of our lives, and if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life and you stumbled upon this podcast right now, in this moment, God, I want to be a part of your family. God, I want to be uh, in relationship with you. God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. God, I believe he was raised from the dead. Now, God, I ask you to come into my life. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. Save me, Lord, right now, and I will live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know I said it kind of fast. Maybe you got to pause the podcast and listen to it again and just repeat those words. If you mean it from your heart, hey now, welcome to the family of God. And now you have another place to put your expectation. Those of us who are already in the family, fam, fam, good people, good people, good people. Consistently put your expectation, consistently put your hope on what you cannot see more than what you put, more than putting your hope on what you can see. Put your hope and your expectation in the word of God. Put your hope and your expectation on the promises that God has made you. Somebody said, well, God ain't made me any promises. Go to that word and find out those promises. 
go to the word and just just you know do a word search on God love and just look at how much God loves you the promise that he has that he will never leave you and never forsake you okay if you haven't gotten to the place where you can hear the holy spirit you can hear that still small voice leading you and guiding you you're not at that place yet okay the word of god is designed to lead you and guide you and now then you the more you the more you read that word the more you'll begin to recognize quote unquote god's voice it's not an outside audible voice it's an inside speaking voice that says i got you it's an inside voice that says it's going to be okay. It's an inside voice that says just relax, just do what you do. I'm going to take care of it. That's what it is. And the more you get familiar with his word, the more you get familiar with his word. If I were to write you a letter on a regular basis and then you heard somebody, you heard me talking and had never seen me before and heard me in public, you turn around and go, I know that voice. I know that voice. Are you Cliff? And I say, yeah, that's me. Oh, man, I used to read your emails all the time, blah, 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 blah. Right? Because you recognize my voice because you recognize the voice in my letters, in my emails. Okay? So, so the more time you spend in the Word, the more time you'll spend in the Word. And the more time you'll be sensitive to the Word in those times where you need to hear from God. All right? Man, this is so awesome. This was so awesome. This is so awesome. <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I get blessed when I put these, these messages together and I'm looking at the scriptures and all that stuff and the different translations. But then I get in front of the mic and I start sharing it with you guys and there's a whole nother level of excitement and blessing and passion that comes out of me, man. I just, I just love God so much. I love his word so much. I ain't going nowhere. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care how frustrated I get. I'm not going anywhere. I'm committed to him because he's committed to me. I love him because he loved me first. Amen. Amen. All right, fam. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with your boy. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I got new new family members coming in from different parts of the world and different parts of the United States. It's just awesome that the uh, Word Experience family is growing and growing and growing. Continue to tune in. Continue to listen in. And I will continue to bring you the best I got on the Word Experience podcast where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you. See you next time. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.